We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Again, as I said, they're very well coached. Callahan does a tremendous job of the offensive line. Their fundamentals are good. Their schemes are good. Um, they create opportunities for the backs, uh, and then the backs, specifically Chubb, does a lot on his own. He's very hard to tackle. He's got tremendous contact balance, playing strength, um, good vision, good patience. He really sets up his blocks well. He, he gets the most out of every block, and then he's very hard to get on the ground. Um, plays with a good ball security, and as that explosive plays, gets a lot of tough yards, gets a lot of consistent yards. He's, he's really good. And he's got a good group in front of him, and they absolutely know what they're doing. They, they handle defensive challenges as well as anybody. Late night, WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's KJ. That's Bill Belichick telling the absolute truth in what's going to be a dogfight in Cleveland. Think about it. This could be Belichick's one of his last times visiting as a head coach to Cleveland where he pretty much gave that franchise a life before they left. He's talking about Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in the league, maybe top two or three. And look, this weekend's game with the Browns is all going to be really in the dirt. I'll get to Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones here shortly in about 15 minutes. That plays a part into it. But in, in the X's and O's, in drawing up the game in the dirt like you're playing in the field, there's going to be a lot of student body left and student body right going on with Nick Chubb. And now here's the other thing. Behind Nick Chubb is a former premier back in the league in Kareem Hunt. So that one-two punch, while kind of starting to wane a bit, you know, more probably carried more on the Chubb side, it's still very, very impressive. And the Patriots have struggled a little with the run this year. But so have the Browns. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Got to say what's up to my producer, Justin Turpin. We're here two nights in a row. Do the, does management know this? I hope so. I hope they pick up on it. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if they pick up on it. It's just <laughs> this guy was here for eight hours and two days. Like, are we? do we need to check that time card? What's the hourly again? So we're here to have fun. We're going to – Justin loves to do the the gambling thing. I don't want to say it like love as in like it's a problem. But Justin loves parlay, so I'm going to enjoy doing Make Money Money with you here later this hour where NFL lines or spreads are out from BetMGM. We'll hit those. And a parlay for tomorrow night's horrible game, it could pay out $200,000 plus. That's one way to make the game interesting right there. There you go. There you go. There you go. So the game will be more than interesting between the Patriots and the Browns on Sunday because don't be shocked if Jacoby Brissett is able to move the ball a little bit with his arm off of play action. You hear Belichick talking about what is going on in terms of uh, Nick Chubb and what he presents. I, I mean, when you hear Belichick give more than three or four sentences or more or three or more adjectives, that means that's 
That's the idea of who he wants to stop and shut down best. That's what that's what Bill Belichick has always done best is shut down what other teams do best, except for this is Nick Chubb and the running game. So Jacoby Prissett may play a part in this. Uh, before I get into the defensive side of it, here's Steve Belichick's thoughts on what what to expect going up against this Browns team. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it starts with uh, starts with their run game. Um, it's a very very strong run game. Um, they got really two two of the better backs in the league, in my opinion. So, um, you know, we really gotta gotta do a good job. They got a lot of good good alignment up front. So when you got good good blockers and good runners, then that's that's a huge challenge in itself. And then you combine that with with a real good run scheme, then you know the stuff just piles on here pretty quickly. So they got they got a lot of good good players there in the run game. Then they got a you know really efficient quarterback in Jacoby. And then they got talented players to throw the ball to outside, whether it's you know Cooper, the tight end Joku and and they got a lot of a lot of different weapons. Like I said, they're an efficient offense. They stay on track really well. They uh, they don't really go backwards much. Um, they're always moving the ball forward. So uh, we got our hands full, and you know it always starts with stopping the run. So yeah, that's Steve Belichick, who sounds just like his father, which kind of makes it creepy when you start thinking about the tongue wagging thing and hearing that voice. You're like, oh, that just sounds all creepy. But I give Steve Belichick credit in what I heard. He started talking about the other pieces on the offense which play potentially into what Jacoby Brissett can be the wild card in this game. Look, his passer rating is 25 points higher at home and nearly twice the passing yards come at home than on the road. So they're comfortable of moving the ball around with Jacoby Brissett's arm at home. And obviously when you're on the road and you've got different, you just want to go to what you want to do best. So while Cleveland, you're expecting the run, and even Steve Belichick mentioned he's referencing Kareem Hunt as well, don't be surprised if the uh, if the Browns start to try and move the ball with their arm, with Joku, with Amari Cooper as well. So it's going to be so tempting to stuff the box for the run, and it makes perfect sense, right? But does Amari Cooper have another breakout multi-TD game or a game where he snags over 100 receiving yards? Because Cooper's had 100 receiving yard games against the Jets and the Steelers. So you say, okay, Yes, the Patriots present a better defense than those two teams. The Steelers right now are are playing for relegation. That's just how bad they look. But the Jets, you say, hey, these guys have kind of improved their game. So you would say this Patriots team might be able to stop Amari Cooper from trying to go off and keep him under 100 yards. Um, And that's, I think that's just very possible with the corners that the Patriots have. They can honk and frustrate Amari Cooper. It can be a long day for the Browns if they're able to contain the run. So Jacoby Brissett, as I mentioned, is no stranger to these parts, serviced well, playing in a few games um, during uh, during his time here in New England. And here's Belichick on his thoughts on Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby's a tough kid, um, good size, strong, strong in the pocket, um, strong as a runner when he has to run, good arm. Um, you know, he's a productive player in college and, and – you know, continues to be productive in, in this league and, you know, having a good year. Um, you know, Cleveland continues to move the ball and, and score points and have a well-balanced attack with you know, good offensive line, good backs, good skill players. Uh, he's done a good job for them. So, uh, yeah, it's a big challenge for us uh, this week um, in Cleveland. And, 
you know, Jacoby's a you know tough guy to tough guy to defend. He can has good arm, can run, strong in the pocket, hard guy to tackle. Um, you know, we'll we'll need to play well defensively as a team, um, not just one guy. We're gonna need the whole team to uh, be able to match up against against the Browns. All hands on deck. It's more than just the running game for the Browns. Jacoby Brissett makes smart decisions. You would almost say that, hey, maybe Indianapolis made the mistake of not considering Jacoby Brissett and going with Carson Wentz. You'd almost say just from a decision-making standpoint, Jacoby Brissett probably gets those Colts, those additional wins and gets them in the playoffs, where with Carson Wentz making those mental mistakes that are still going on. You're not going to see that from Jacoby Brissett. You're not going to see a lot of mistakes in errant play from him. Keep in mind, this is where he was raised. This is, but give Belichick a little bit of it of of a of an uh, what's the word I'm looking for of an advantage here when it comes to it. because if you know everything that Jacoby Brissett can do, clearly have these things in the back of their mind, and the, the Browns have just lost two weeks in a row. Amari Cooper was targeted 16 times, only caught eight balls for a total of 84 yards. So possibly, if you can frustrate the Browns, Brissett is probably going to try and force things to Amari Cooper, and if you can stop those things, then you you would want to get this Browns team into a situation where the run for them isn't as important. How how do the Patriots get you know more than a seven-point lead? I don't know how that happens in a game like this, but you're talking about a couple of teams that are just really anemic stopping the run at this point. Uh, the bat, the, the Pats are better on the road stopping the run than they are at home. 4.4 yards per carry on the road versus 5.5 at home. So that's why when you're, you're like, why, why do they keep running? But I would also throw Lamar Jackson as one of those guys that were, were, were running the ball. So, um, But the Brown are fifth in the league. Fifth in the league at 5.3 yards per attempt. So something's got to give. If you can get the Patriots close to that 4.4 on the road, you compete. If it looks like the Patriots with the 5.3 at on, at home, it's going to be a long day. The Browns are number one in the league in rushing yards, number two in rushing touchdowns and rushing attempts. So like I said, the ball's going to be run, but the Patriots are 22 in the league, 22nd in the league against the run in terms of yards. Third, 11th in yards per attempt at 4.8 overall. Like Belichick said, it's everybody. It's got to play lights out. Who would have thought that this would be the conversation about the Cleveland Browns going into the season? Deshaun Watson being suspended for eleven games. A lot of people just thought that this team would be helpless, but what they are is fundamentally strong. And so, with no Damian Harris, you got to lean on Ramon J. Stevenson. And who's who's going to spell him? So. A heavy dose of Ramondre, maybe 25-plus carries because you've got Bailey Zappi back there. You just don't want to go in there and say, okay, well, if we can get Ramondre 15 carries and let Bailey do some other stuff, nah. I Look, I know a lot of people are excited about what Bailey can do. Don't do that. But the Browns are horrible against the run. 28th in terms of yards and third worst in the league, giving up 5.3 yards per attempt. So a back like Ramondre Stevenson could benefit with the hard run, the bounces after after contact, possibly a chance at maybe a couple of big runs. I expect a big day from Ramondre Stevenson. Because if he can bounce and get to that second level on a team that's next to last and stopping the run, 
nobody, no small guy is going to catch him. I mean, he, they're, they're not going to be defenders and cornerbacks and safeties that are going to bring that guy down. So that, that would be the best-case scenario for the Patriots, are a couple of big plays that bust open, maybe even a 60-yard break off a 60-yarder for a touchdown, uh, maybe something that goes across the middle that catches the Browns really concentrated on the run and play action for, for Bailey Zappi, where we're not talking about getting it up in the air 40 yards and, and you know trying to beat a man out, but you're talking about maybe a, a, quick, cl- a quick slant and take it to the house or for a big gain. That's how the Patriots can win. And if they can get up 10 doing a couple of things like that, then, like I said, I tweeted, once the game got 12 nothing against the Lions, I was like, ball game. Right? Because the Patriots are built to play with the lead. They're not, they're not designed well to come from behind. All right, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Next, we'll get into more of the Mac and Bailey comparison. And look... There's something that I thought I knew I wasn't crazy just on emotions, but there's something that I see and numbers to back it because you know how folks are that say, hey, people who see that Bailey Zappi is doing something correct and maybe a little bit better than Mac aren't exactly wrong. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. It's time to trend with Justin. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones was listed as a limited participant in practice today due to the ankle injury, but according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Mac has a decent chance to play on Sunday. In other Patriots news, Matthew Judon has been named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Judon has six sacks on the season, tied for the league lead. Elsewhere in the NFL, Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams has been charged with a count of misdemeanor assault per the Kansas City Police Department, stemming from the shoving incident of a cameraman against the Chiefs on, what was that, Sunday? What was that, Monday Night Football? Monday Night that Football? That was Monday Night, Night Football, Night Football yep. yeah. Yep. And the Bruins opened their season with a 5-2 to win over the Capitals tonight behind a four-point night from David Pasternak, a three-point night from David Krejci in his return, mm-hmm. and solid play and goal from Linus Olmark, who totaled 33 saves. There was some bad news coming out of the Bruins tonight, though. Forward Jake DeBrus left the game with an upper body injury. And the divisional rounds for the 2022 MLB playoffs rolls on tonight with two games being played right now. The Phillies trail the Braves 3 to nothing in the bottom of the ninth, so the Braves about to tie that series at one apiece. And the Dodgers are taking on the Padres. Dodgers lead that series 1-0, and they are tied 3-3 to in the top of the fifth. I'm Justin Turpin. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah, well, I can tell you the thing that they've got to feel great about is the Los Angeles Chargers who cannot run the football ran it down Cleveland's absolute throat, So, um, which was shocking to see. So you feel good about that. But, you know, for Cleveland, um, the, the biggest challenge for them is everything is everything looks the same in their offense. You know, you get presented. New England's one of the great teams in the history of football. If, 
picking up on tips and tendencies and understanding, hey, when they get in this formation or this personnel grouping or these splits, they, they're going to run one of two things. Well, Cleveland is going to present four or five, six different things. So that's going to be the challenge is, you know, handling that volume of stuff that's going to look the same pre-snap. Obviously, the play-action game and the way that they kind of build it and the quarterback movement game is a massive deal. Now, this is the same offense that, you know, Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia famously shut out, essentially, um, in the in the Super Bowl versus the Los Angeles Rams. Late night, WEEI. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out, checking out. Remember, you can always listen on the Odyssey app. It's free. Type in WEEI, and it brings you right here. Or you type in 93.7 Boston, and it'll take you right here. That's Dan Orlovsky from ESPN on uh, Maloney, Fourier, and Mego talking about what the Browns-Patriots game looks like. And without even hearing the comments beforehand, I just Justin can tell you, I just say, if this is what he's going to say, this is what I'm already saying. And nine times out of ten, it reaffirms what I've been saying without listening to what they've said. Like, everything about this game on Sunday is all about the run. And... When it comes to Bailey Zappi, because even though Justin mentioned in in trending that there's a chance that Mac Jones might play, I think that's part of the dog and pony show of last week of Mac being in practice. Mac is not playing yet. I maybe the Jets game, maybe, but I not this week. Not if he's not taking any first 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 rep snaps. Look, in a game like this on on Sunday. Would you rather see a team that can lean on its defense, steal some points, even some games potentially over the next couple of weeks, or an experimental offense that will put the defense in tough positions and lose games that could be won? That's really what you're talking about right now with Bailey Zappi and still a reconfigured Mac Jones that was going on at the beginning of this year. I remember within the last couple of years, I remember Devin McCourty mentioning this term that's used in the Patriots organization in terms of uh, when it comes to like learning plays and executing stuff is error repeater. I love that term and error repeater for players who just can't get it right. Like they just keep repeating the errors, even though they've been taught those. If the Patriots offense can be effective in moving the ball and eating clock. Yeah, it might be boring, but it would reduce errors by a third-string quarterback, I think we have to put these things in perspective. Look, when when you're seeing, for those who are like, well, you know, Zappi looks comfortable and, you know, it looks more comfortable than Mac, maybe seems absorbing some things. And so I'm like, well, let me look at not so much what Mac has done so far, but Mac's first few games versus Bailey Zappi's the first couple of games to compare and this is what you're saying, right? You can't say, oh, wow, Zappy doesn't look anything like Mac Jones in the Jaguars game last year. Well, yeah, because that's 12, 14 games in. But here's Mac Jones after from games one to three last year. All right? 67.5 completion rate, two touchdowns, three interceptions, QB rating 79. Yards per average in terms of attempt, 6.14. Average yard attempt, 5.35. Two fumbles. Bailey Zappi, games one and two. 75% completion percentage. Two touchdowns, one interception. Passer rating of 104.7. Yards attempt, 
7.97. Average yards attempt, 7.83. Two fumbles, one fumble lost. That's what people see. A little more accurate. Don't. I'm not here to talk about arm strength or power ball or anything like that. We're just talking about where a guy is after a couple of games. If they both grow at the same rate under the same system, who would you get better results from? This is why I don't necessarily think that Mac Jones has lost his job. I'm not going to lose my mind, but I'm not saying that he can't. They're not paying him. This is different than Bledsoe. Bledsoe already was getting his $100 million. You'd have to find someone else to take that $100 million. You haven't paid Mac a whole lot of money yet. So here's Mac's games so far this year. 65% completion rating. Two touchdowns, five interceptions, sacked five times. Yards average per per pass, 8.1. Average yard and attempt, 6.2. One fumble, one fumble lost. That's what's going on with Mac this year. That's why to some people, Bailey Zappi looks interesting. And I get it. I get it. But at the same time, is this the mediocrity that is supposed to be what you look forward to moving forward? Or do you say, you know what, we now have something here where we can kind of build upon and make it kind of, you know, kind of the carrot in front of the horse. Someone to push Mac Jones. Because if Mac Jones can't get it, it does feel a lot better to know that, hey, the person who's right behind him isn't really that much worse. Here's Matt Patricia on the production when it comes to Mac and Bailey Zappi. Um, I think, you know, each game is different, you know, I would say from that standpoint. So it's kind of hard to maybe compare one game to the next or a game plan uh, that we had earlier in the year compared to a game plan that we have, you know, more in the recent games that we've had. Um, certainly there's more on tape to look at, uh, you know, as you're studying an opponent and kind of have an idea of what they're doing now compared to what they were doing last year as we kind of get into the games here and go forward. Yeah. Let me tell you again what Mac has done so far this year. 65% completion percentage. Two touchdowns, five interceptions. I'm not even going to tell you what it would trend out over 17 games because there's no way that Mac Jones would have 28 interceptions this year. It's just, that's not going to, sometimes these numbers that trend out, you're like, nah. But 17, it would be the lead league. Lead the league. So again, would you not rather have somebody who understands the basics of the system, who's out to reduce the errors in repeating or repeating the errors, going out there putting the defense in disadvantageous positions where they can't come back from short fields? Look, if you have a third stringer in there and they say, hey, he sees what we see, and even if he does something wrong, at least we know he sees what we see. Sometimes when you've been watching, you're like, what does he see? Yes, it may be boring, but eating clock and moving the ball will reduce errors from Bailey Zappi. I don't know, Justin, if you remember in high school, it was a sin to be an athlete and to dress out of gym. Like, like how, how do you play on the baseball team and you're not going to gym class? <laughs> I mean, the gym teachers who were like a coach of something, 
would talk junk to your coach about you, and then there you are running laps. This wasn't my case. I always I always dressed for gym because I felt like, how am I going to be an athlete and not get an A in gym? It, it like didn't they didn't match, but it tended to happen when gymnastics. <laughs> And floor exercises became part of the gym program. Some guys are like, oh, I'm not doing that gymnastic stuff, rolling on it. But you know what I said to myself? Teach me the basics. Do I need to do a roll? And there's probably something that I do very well that is inclusive to what you want to do. And yes, I even got the A in gymnastics. You know why? Because I wasn't an error repeater or nor was I trying to do something outside of the system. Sometimes, look, I'm not, I was no Simone Biles out there, trust me. But I, I was able to do a cartwheel, Justin, because I knew I could already do that. So when I put the cartwheel in there, they were like, you know what? This is great. He's not going outside of the lines with it. He's not trying to do a flip. We don't have to worry about taking him to the nurse's office. He stayed within himself. Right now, Bailey Zappi seems to be more comfortable in himself, in this system, than Mac Jones does. 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937-KJ. Late night here on WEEI. So Justin just mentioned several moments ago that, hey, Mac Jones was limited at practice and he may play this weekend. I, I, is this is this for Mac's mentality? Is, is, is he hearing the noise? The conversation that's now gone viral about Bailey Zappi after one and a half games? Here's Joe Judge on how Mac is handling his injury situation. I think it's a question best directed to Mac for that answer. All I can speak on is how I see him work and the attitude and enthusiasm for his team he brings every day. So this guy's doing everything physically he can to get back on the field full time for us. He's doing everything he can possibly mentally prepare for the game. Uh, he comes in every day focused. He does a great job in meetings, does a great job on the field. All right. And what he can do out there when he's with us. So, you know, very encouraged by how he's working. We all know he's doing everything he can to get back on the field. So in terms of how he handles it from a mental standpoint, all I can speak on, I know, is he, he's mentally preparing himself and helping mentally prepare the other quarterbacks for Sunday every week. I mean, that's a that's a brilliant answer by Joe Judge. I can't tell you what's inside the guy's head. Now I can tell you when he's here, he's president accounted for and he's doing what he's supposed to do. So that's a good sign right there. But then again, why would I even think that Mac would be moping or anything like that? However, people do wonder and scratch their heads. What was that whole tug and pull about the second opinion regarding the injury? Who was... Who wanted who wanted what and who wanted what done? And is this now kind of like one of those turning points that tend to happen with this franchise with some players? You know, when suddenly you... Ah, let me, let me pull that statement back. That was about to come out of my mouth. This show is not scripted, so it's, it's kind of chaotic. But it makes you wonder if things done changed between Mac and management and to see what's going on with Bailey Zappi. Now, what I what I believe, I don't. This isn't about like, hey, this is what I know, and they've told me this. But I'm sure management and the team is excited that Bailey Zappi is doing what he's doing because it could only make Mac better. You would hope. You would hope, and that's still to be seen. So, for those who are so ready to see, well, now nah, this is Mac's team and everything like that. I think there is a part of your emotions that are on the front of the car. And what you're seeing, you you keep pushing towards the back. You keep sticking that stuff in the trunk. I mean, at this point, yeah. Now, after four games, one, the question will be, will Bailey Zappi be able to play four consecutive games, kind of like a Cooper Rush is doing in Dallas? 
But you have to look around the landscape and say, well, wow, you got Cooper Rush doing something in Dallas that's at least going to be able to make him available next year. You know, like he's he's going to cash those chips in. But at the same time, unlike Dak Prescott, there's not a lot of money committed to Mac Jones just yet. It's the inverse where you say, hey, you get this team, you spend money on the other players because you have your quarterback for cheap. And the other side of that is, well, if your quarterback isn't really producing and you're not paying a whole lot of money for it, cut bait. Bring that thing back to shore. We might have something right here on the boat. We didn't know the whole time. So part of it, and this is Dan Orlovsky on MF, MFM this morning, earlier today saying, look, yeah, I'm going to kind of have some shade, not some shade about this Bailey Zappi thing. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't do anything to hurt the football team. He did everything that was asked in the, the simplistic fashion, and there's something to be said about that. So I think, like, overall, my big takeaway was he made one real throw. And I'm not trying to knock him in, in the least bit. I got Vin in that role. I, I completely understand what it feels like to go out there and be that. And there is something to be said for going and making those throws, the easy ones, the simple ones. Hey, we're, we're going to throw an out route. We're going to throw a – a slant route, you're going to throw the screen, we're going to shallow, great. I think the touchdown that he throws down the sideline, the whole shot, is probably the only real, like, feels like real NFL throw. Um, Jacoby obviously had another big game versus man coverage. Their run game, and I've talked about this for a couple weeks now, inside their two guards, um, is as good as anybody's in the league. You you can stop him. Stop, stop, Orlovsky. I mean, let's just call it what it is. You're talking about a guy with a 56% completion percentage in his first year, 0-7, eight picks, eight touchdowns, 161 yards per game. Can we call it what it is? Like, the guy is really only at Espen because he's from Connecticut. Like, he's home. (laughs) There's no moving expenses. Played at Connecticut, from Connecticut, work in Connecticut. Someone will tell you, there are two places where a prophet can't dwell, his own home and his own hometown or being the backup for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm sticking up for my quarterback. Well, our quarterback here. But look, some people are are sounding so in their emotions about the Zappy versus versus Mac. And I think because of it is like, you know, Mac is everything. You're like, all right, Mac. It reminds me of this scene in Eddie Murphy Raw. Hit it, Justin. Y'all go crazy after y'all see a Rocky movie because y'all believe <laughs> Because the movies are so emotional and so real. You sit there and go like, hey, this is real. And as they see Rocky, they come out the theater charged. They'd be like, all right, Rob, go! Rob, go! You see that guy over there at the line getting some candy? Yeah. All right, now he's about 6'5". I'm 5'2". I ain't no big guy, all right? Yeah, that's an ego getting small. Everybody who was just kind of like, all right, all right, Mac! Mac! Some of you are kind of like, mediocre, and see it. There's no big wide gap between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, at least so far. Mac after 20 games, Bailey Zappi after two. (laughs) That's that's the conversation right now. Don't tell me about a bunch of film. Don't tell me about what you've seen and all these other things. Now, look, the same thing could happen to Bailey Zappi, but like I just told you a few moments ago, after three games, 
Mac Jones was considerably horrible than Bailey Zappi's been after one and a half games. Both at those same starting points. And you have a different system than you did last year. So Zappi gets to learn the new stuff right away. Yeah, yeah, Mac could probably catch up and everything and so forth. You would want to see that. You wouldn't want to see a first-round quarterback be a bust. But you also don't want to be that guy in the line that Eddie Murphy was talking about saying, hey, you see this guy, I'm going to make him pay for my candy. <laughs> okay. This isn't a Bledsoe-Brady type comparison. That's I did, that's a lack of research when people see that. This is just literally one of those situations where you have a starting quarterback in the league who, when I think I, when I went through the quarterbacks in the AFC, I I put Mac at like 12, 11 or 12 out of 16. I mean, Bailey Zappi isn't that far off, would you say? Does he not seem like he belongs there? I mean, Olofsky's talking about like, well, it's just bland and boring. So what was exciting that was supposed to happen this season when Mac Jones was in there from day one? Was it supposed to be a 10-7 and seven season? Did I miss something? 12-5. and five. <laughs> Must have been hibernating somewhere. No. 6-11. and 11. So if that's really what you're projected to look at, 6-11, and 11, that makes a statement about where your quarterback is. The defense, I said, was not going to be number one, two in the league, but it wasn't going to be the worst either. It's got its struggles with its runs. We'll see if that still gets exposed this week. This is, yeah. I mean, yeah, remember Pittsburgh might be the most defining game of the season because there were two teams that were going in transition. Well, with the, with the Patriots now with this issue with Mac Jones on the shelf, like, there's this new twist, which what was supposed to be the feel-good portion of the schedule. And I thought, like, hey, the Patriots could get to four and five, you know, heading into the break, into their bye. I'm even throwing the conversation out about six and 11. I'm throwing that out the window. Hey, you know what the new story is? Is the third string just as good as the first stringer? All right, coming up here on WEEI Late Night with KJ we're going to do some make money money. BetMGM's got its lines out for this weekend's NFL slate of games. Plus, I got a parlay for you that could pay out potentially 200000 Celtics get ready for their season opener next week. Bruins in action tonight. Got the win. Plenty more. Still hang out. WEEI late night with KJ. WEEI. Love WEEI. WEEI. New England Sports Original. To it. Late Night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah! Late Night. WEEI is KJ. Let it rock, Justin. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah! Tonight. Ah. Uh. To think that's like one of the last Beatles songs they ever made together. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still got the Celtics, Bruins to get to as well. Um, Let's go to the text line. Justin, give me the first one. So we've got this one from the 267, which I believe is the city of Philadelphia. Um, Uh, And it says it's pronounced phys ed, not gym class. You know what? This is also probably the guy who says, it's not a jock strap. It's an athletic. And right as he's about to say supporter, we've all got him in the locker room and stuffing in his mouth. It's athletic support. 
Come on, bro. It's gym class. The figures that would come from Philly, right? You could smell the phone. You could smell that phone number from here. All right. Next one. And this one from the 413. <laughs> the, the Browns are two and three. Wait, I'm sorry. Like wait, Pats. before. Yes. Wait, I'll have to have you have to read it again. I like I have to do like the like a clamor like thriller. This is not to condone or promote uh bullying, but anybody who says it's fizz ed. We're stuffing a jock strap down your damn throat. Call it off what porter. That are in the locker. You're getting shoved somewhere. Yeah. Well he's slumped in between the little wooden the little wooden bench and like the the brown rustic locker. <laughs> All right, next one. And this one was from the four one three. The Browns are two and three, just like the Pats, but the Pats have a better defense. What is the big deal here? Yeah, the Rams are two and three. Uh, the Bengals are two and three. Uh, the Jets are three and two. Yeah, this sounds like a person who has a two and three cell phone plan. Like, what are you talking about? Like, at this point, the Bengals. I'm sorry, the Browns have an amazing running game. The Patriots haven't been great at stopping the run. It's going to be put to the test. So yeah. Yes, they're two and three. Probably get a new cell phone plan on that one right there. You you wasted that person wasted some of their nighttime text minutes. They probably have nighttime text minutes. You know, like, hey, don't text. I don't have unlimited. <sighs> you know why they come after me, Justin. You know why. And I love it. It's time to make some money money. Hit it. Yeah. I won the bet. Here, one dollar. <laughs> you I can give you half. Hey, look, I want my money. You need to relax. How do you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> All right. BetMGM has its lines out for this weekend's slate of games. Let's start with Tampa at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looks absolutely horrible, and the eight and a half dog that they are makes a whole lot of sense at home. If you said to me five years ago, Pittsburgh will be almost a two-touchdown dog at home, I'd say, who is not here? And the answer is, nobody's here. While Kenny Pickett continues to grow, the growing pains are going to continue, and I think Tom Brady and the Bucks now know that at 3-2, and two, they're going to have to start making their moves and getting wins and not allowing for anything easy to happen if they're going to even have a shot potentially at having home court, uh, home field advantage in the playoffs. All right, Bengals at Saints. I like the Saints in the upset. The Bengals are favored by two, but it's at New Orleans, and there's just something about New Orleans when they play at home. Um, Taysom Hill, I think he's become much more of, of the wild card that he's already been. And with Andy Dalton, you've got somebody who's serviceable, who's seen it, who's been successful. And if, it's only a two, if they're only a two-point dog, there's some value in playing them that went out straight out. Jacksonville at Indy. <sighs> yeah, Indy's favored by minus one and a half. I, I, you know, look, if you're an Indy or Jacksonville or have family who are on the team, that's probably an interesting game, but there's really no value in this game taking one or the other. Uh, I give, if anything, Jacksonville closing these spreads, no one saw that beginning of this year. All right, Patriots at Cleveland. That is now down to the Browns as a two and a half point favorite. I would be tempted to go with the Patriots at plus 120 to outright win, but I don't see it. Um, Cleveland's run game is just so super strong, and the Patriots, while better defending the run than the than the Patriot uh, than the than the Browns are, 
The Browns have two running backs. The Patriots have one this week, and that's going to play such a factor. Jets at the Packers. The Packers have been reeling. Uh, they still got some things to figure out. They're a seven and a half point favorite at home. I don't know if the Jets can get it done on the road, but I'll tell you what, I think they cover that seven and a half point spread. They're not as bad as people are have assumed them to be, and they have been. I think that game might be a bit closer just because the Packers have been playing down to their competition and their team is not really developed yet. It's kind of a shock at this point. Here's an upset I have. Baltimore Ravens at the Giants. Baltimore's favored by six, but I like the Giants to win this game outright. It's almost like a mirror effect, but a better running partner that Daniel Jones has in Saquon Barkley. While Lamar Jackson is still going to do what he's going to do, their defense has been atrocious, and John Harborough seems like every week has to make a decision of if he's going to put the game on the line or not because of his defense. So look for the Giants in the upset. Vikings at the Dolphins. This one's interesting because the Dolphins continue to reel. They won't have Teddy Bridgewater as their starter. They're saying that he will back up the rookie Scott Foyer, I think the guy's name is. Yeah, Minnesota by three and a half on the road in Miami. It's not even as hot as it was to three, four weeks ago in Miami. I like Minnesota in that one. 49ers at uh, at the Falcons. Uh, 49ers are so tough with defense right now. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the 49ers over Atlanta. Panthers, they've got the biggest number on the board. They're a plus-11 dog at the Rams, considering the Rams have no running game, and they're trying to figure out how to pass the other guys in Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. I like the Rams to win. I don't know if it's an 11-point. I don't, I don't know if it's 11-point. It could be a 10-point game. And, you know, by them not having, like, a 10-and-a-half hook, I think that's where they're getting people with this 11 points. Arizona at Seattle. I like Seattle in the upset. Arizona still trying to figure some things out, and Kyler Murray is having trouble figuring those things out. Seattle, they're doing better than you expected, even though they don't have Rashad Penny. He's out for the season. I think that Seattle, at home, with that crowd, confusing a Kyler Murray on the road, probably with some weather effect. It's a late afternoon game, so like a 1 o'clock game there. Um, it could be pretty interesting for Arizona there on the road against Seattle. The biggie. Buffalo at Kansas City. Watch when I tell you this. Kansas City is a three-point dog at home. Justin, when have you ever heard of that before in the last several years? That That is pretty wild. I actually didn't see the line on that. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I like the Chiefs in the upset because of Ric Flair says in order to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And I think the Buffalo Bills are so tight in Buffalo right now that they've got Betsy Buffalo Ross sewing up a flag that probably says, beat the Chiefs when they were favored to not win at home. But I don't think the Bills win that game. I think there's some things they still have to figure out with their running game. And Patrick Mahomes is doing a lot better with the tools that he has that are not named Tyreek Hill. Dallas at the Eagles. It's going to be a good one. I like Dallas to win this one. And there's a fat play at plus 200, 2-1, two saying you take Dallas to win that. That's a 2-1 to one play for you. They're six-point dog against the Eagles. I think the defense of Dallas is something that the Eagles haven't been ready for. I think it's just going to be a defensive smorgasbord for Dallas against Jalen Hurts, and he might look a little confused. So I like Dallas on the upset. And then the Broncos at the Chargers. Yeah, the Broncos are just ready for a full-out uh, just break out against Hackett. I, 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 they can't figure things out. I've already ripped up my ticket saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl. So if you take some of these games that I have value, take Cincy at the Saints, take the Saints in the two-point dog at plus 110, 
Ravens at the Giants. Take the Giants at plus six at two hundred. Take the uh, take the uh, Seahawks at plus two and a half versus the Cardinals at home at plus one twenty five. Take the Chiefs at plus three at home versus the Bills at plus one twenty. And take the Cowboys at plus six at the Eagles plus two hundred. A one hundred dollar bet pays nine thousand two hundred fifty five dollars. Now the Thursday night sluggard fest between Washington and Chicago tomorrow. Hard to watch, but check out this parlay. Take Carson Wentz to throw for 300 yards or more. He's done it three times so far this year at plus 500. Carson Wentz over one and a half passing touchdowns, plus 155. Commanders take them to win the game by at least three and a half at plus 135. Curtis Samuel scores and Washington wins, plus 375. Commanders by one to six points, plus 320. Tara McLaurin, anytime TD, plus 190. $100 bet pays out $207,917. So those are from BetMGM. Check them out at BetMGM.com. And, of course, if you need to sneak down to Atlantic City, they'll welcome you with arms. Get it together, Massachusetts. Second hour of Late Night is next here on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.